microbial nation, and welcome to another episode of The Microbe Moment, the show that takes you down to the microscopic level to view the world just a little bit differently. I'm Tess, and today we have a super awesome episode. I'm really excited about this one, guys, because today I sit down with the president of Giant Microbes, Andrew Klein, and discuss all things Giant Microbes. If you stick around to the end, there just may be a little present for you there. So without further ado, let's get on with the interview. I'm Andrew Klein, and I'm the president of Giant Microbes. We're a small company based in Stanford, Connecticut. And for those who may not know, can you tell us what Giant Microbe is? So we're Giant Microbes. We are a brand of plush health and science product with an emphasis on microbes, as the name is pretty clear. So the, the main part of our products are microbes made into plush representations. So, we, you know, our tagline is a million times actual size. We actually have over 200 different microorganisms and cells of the body. And recently we've gotten into organs and other health topics. You know, everything is really made as a soft, colorful, plush representation you know, of some serious, you know, and and challenging science topics. I didn't realize you guys had 200 different giant micro plushies. We do, we do. We, we, in the last five, six years, we've actually almost doubled the number of items that we have as we've expanded covering some some more diverse topics in biology. Yeah. So do you have a, a favorite microbe or a favorite giant microbe that you make? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I have to say... There are a lot of uh, a lot of adorable ones and, and a lot of you know amazing topics. But I mean, I always go back to E. coli, which you know is one of our favorite. It's 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 one of you know the popular ones, and it's a good old bacteria. I mean, E. coli. You know, I I'm I'm not a scientist, uh, or I haven't been a scientist since college. But personally, I just I just love E. coli, which I think is a little bit misunderstood, you know, as a, as a, as a microbe. And also, I just like the flagella. You know, he's kind of a a, a cool character. Mm-hmm. So why do you think E. coli is misunderstood? Well, you know, as, as I just kind of hinted at, you know, I'm, I am not a microbiologist, you know, just so, you know, we're all, you know, very clear about this. I just pretend that I'm a biologist at Giant Microbes. I did study biology years ago in college, more of a bioengineering, actually, but I didn't work as a scientist over the years. You know, my understanding of E. coli is that there are so many different strains of E. coli and you know, a majority of them just live happily, you know, inside the uh, the, the human gut and 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 also in other animals. But I think most people think E. coli is just a troublemaker and causing food poisoning. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think that typical of a lot of microbes. You know, people think of them as germs and bad guys. But you know, as I as I've kind of learned over the last uh, you know over recent years at Giant Microbes. Most microbes are, are beneficial and good. Right. So, you know, just like E. coli. I think E. coli serves a purpose. Yeah. And E. coli is such a, a classic microbe. It has changed so much of biology and molecular biology as we know it. So much of what we do in the health industry and what we do in microbiology, we owe to E. coli, mostly because it's so well researched. But I also love that you say you're not a scientist, but I think that's one of the ways that 
microbiology is so great because I think it's so easily accessible to so many different people. I think everyone can sort of have like that micro moment. And I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about your micro moment. Like, did you ever imagine you'd be working at a company that sells micro plushies? How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, that's that's a fantastic question. Thank you for for uh, you know asking me that, and and also thanks a lot for having Giant Micro participate in the micro moment. We're not a you know we're not your typical scientific company, and I know that you know you're more of a scientific podcast. But at Giant Micro, we like to think of ourselves as a fun science company and helping to make these science and biological topics you know more accessible to people, which is in a way similar to. You know how I came about joining Giant Microbes and my background, but I mean, in regarding the micro moment is actually connected to that because the person who never thought much about about microbiology and microbes until six years ago when I when I joined Giant Microbes, I think you know it was just eye opening to me to go to my first trade show with you know which and being surrounded by scientists and microbiologists, which was actually in Boston. I, I think I think the first one I went to was in Boston, the ASM American Society of microbiology. When I went to that first show, for me, it was, that, that really was my micro moment when I realized the vastness of this field that, you know, microbiology is just an incredible area of science that the typical person doesn't think much about. I think a lot of biology students are discovering uh, microbiology. And I think right now in this world we live in right now with COVID-19, you know, more people are thinking about microbes than ever before. So for me, you know, I'm fortunate that I got a chance to start working at Giant Microbes and learning about microbes, you know, really five or six years ago. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about the history of giant microbes? I know the company started in the early 2000s, correct? That is true. That is true. Before I was uh, running the company, Drew Oliver is the founder of giant microbes. He started it as you said, almost 20 years ago. And he's also not a scientist, but I th- really the origins of the company are he wanted to teach his children about washing their hands and hygiene. So he just decided to make a common, he made actually a replica of a common cold. And that was the first product, uh, you know, rhinovirus was the very first giant microbes. So that was really something he just did for fun and something to educate his own children. From there, you know, I think it just expanded. He had friends and neighbors who said, hey, can I get one of those? You know, it was a blue spherical microbe with eyes on it. And, and that was really the, the origins of the, of the brand, putting eyes on a stuffed animal, which is not your typical stuffed animal, of course. So <laughs> from, from, there, from there, it went to, you know, mono and E. coli. And soon the company expanded into cells of the body with a red blood cell, white blood cell, a brain cell. So, I mean, we certainly have a very broad definition of microbes because we do a lot of other topics, but the origin of the company was the virus, rhinovirus. For many years, the company did focus on microbiology. That really was the core. About 10 years in, the company started doing larger parts of the anatomy and, and expanding into general, you know, more biology. And in the last five years, we've gone a little more into health, chronic diseases, molecules, actually. We've recently come out with about 10 different molecules. So yeah, we have a very broad definition of microbes at Giant Microbes. Yeah, I know you guys also have a brainwashed soap, which I just <laughs> love the, the humor in that. So I, I wonder what goes into making the Giant Microbes. Like, how do you decide on the colors and the shapes? You know, we do have a you know a small design and development team, and we try to get feedback from scientists and professionals. But we usually start with an image, you know, the best image we can get of the virus, bacteria, or other microbes. And then we try to craft the product to replicate that shape. 
I mean, colors, of course, we, we just take a lot of artistic license. So from my understanding, most microorganisms don't have any color, but we, we do give them a lot of color and we also put eyes on them to bring them to life. So when it comes to flagella or when it comes to protein spikes, you know, on a virus, we, we do try to get that across without being, you know, that detailed because we are using mostly soft materials. So we're not trying to do a scientific model, of course, of the microbe. Yeah. You've touched on this a little bit before, but why do you think giant microbes are important? I think what giant microbes does that is unique is we're really the, the intersection between science and fun. That's really our goal is to allow giant microbes to be, you know, another way of communicating science, really making these topics more accessible to the general public. So, you know, we really have two audiences. I mean, we do sell to microbe lovers and many of our customers are certainly scientists and healthcare professionals, nurses, doctors, and people who work in labs and people who study microbes. And then we have a very big following with students, high school and college students. They tend to be people who are into biology. But um, we, you know, we do have also a more broad audience of families and children and people who are just interested in something a little different. And also as a get well gift recently, if someone, you know, has uh, recovered from COVID-19, you know, they, they might purchase COVID-19 as a memory of, you know, of, of what's been going on and just recovery. But giant microbes really is, is something that we hope will make some difficult topics easier to talk about. So when it comes to the health side of things, that's certainly a big role that giant microbes plays in public health and also in health education. And in microbiology, I think it's also a similar kind of approach that I don't think we necessarily do it directly to teach people about microbiology, but as the result of us having these products and the result of people asking us for you know more microorganisms, it also opens up this world to other people. So the fact that we have Legionella or we have Salmonella and we have MERS and SARS, so that's a chance for people to see. Oh well, you know I didn't even know that that what Salmonella is. So. The fact that they see a giant microbe salmonella, it gets them thinking about salmonella and reading about salmonella, hopefully. So I actually just remembered while you were talking about that, I had taken this course online, the Coursera course with Rob Knight called Gut Check, and they use giant microbes quite a bit in that course. And I've seen other people use giant microbes for educational purposes. Do you support that? And do they ask giant microbes that they can use them or are giant microbes kind of free to use in any sort of educational purpose like that? Well, yes. I mean, in, in most cases, teachers or educators, public health people will purchase giant microbes or contact us. We make donations to, you know, educational or charities, but a lot of teachers will go ahead and use them. And of course, we 100% support that. We actually provide educational material. Some people ask us for infographics or for images, and we always provide that. We're happy to do that. So even though we're a company selling products, and that's what we're, we're really focused on, but the educational side of it has become more important for giant microbes. So we're partnered up with quite a few schools and hospitals and in public health organizations. So, you know, as you said, I mean, I think teachers, professors, or an elementary school teacher, they enjoy giant microbes just as a way to engage their students. I mean, since it's something that is unique and memorable. So when they hold up a giant microbes in class, if it's a 20-year-old, you know, sleepy college student, you know, it might wake them up and say, hey, that's kind of cute. Or if it's a five-year-old kid, the chance for them to understand, oh, that's what a cold, you know, that's what a rhinovirus is. So from the very beginning, uh, we think it's great that kids can learn about biology, you know, in, a, in, a, in, a, in this unique way. 
I mean, giant microbes are, are kind of enjoyable in a way. They're cute, adorable. So a lot of the feedback we get is, yes, they're very, they're cuddly and adorable, even though it might be a horrible, you know, very serious topic that, that we're talking about, Ebola, coronavirus. We have a cancer product. We have HIV. We have malaria. We have some of the most serious health topics that the world is dealing with. But on the other side of it, it that's kind of the interesting thing is that we do it in a more lighthearted and adorable way. So I think that's one of the reasons that the brand has been very successful, educational, but also fun. And I think people appreciate that. Yeah. You touched a little bit about your charitable organizations and partnerships that you have. I wonder if you could tell us a couple of the charitable organizations and how those partnering works. Yeah, no, great. Thanks for asking that because that's something that we're certainly very pleased about and proud that, you know, these organizations are, are interested in using giant microbes for their own causes and, and allow us to mention them on our website, which is a big part of, of how the partnerships work. So just a few um, would be Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Team Fox, which is uh, supporting Parkinson's disease research, Rotary International, who's working with the Gates Foundation for the eradication of polio, one of the many things that they do. So we did some special polio products for them. NFID, which is the National Foundation of Infectious Disease. So they are very focused on vaccinations and especially, you know, flu is one product that we, we are connected with them on our flu product. Malaria No More, which you know, is, is just involved in malaria um, research and eradication. Some of these organizations are involved in global public health. Some of them are more, you know, local. What we do is we like to mention them on our website and with a link to their website. So that way, when people are checking out giantmicrobes.com, they might just take a peek and learn about some of the work of some of these foundations. Certainly, it's great that Giant Microbes is able to donate product and also make small donations for the, when you purchase those products on our website, we also, you know, make a donation toward each one of those organizations. How long have you been partnering with some of these organizations? Um, I think some of them, you know, are going back five or six years. Some of them are, you know, the last couple of years. So, so yeah. Oh, wow. Um, the, the, you know, so we're growing our charity partnerships and we're always happy to speak with new organizations who might be involved in any area of microbiology or public health. Cool. So I was wondering also, I know that you said that people use giant microbes mostly for educational purposes, mostly teachers and stuff. And I think when I first started talking to you, I told you that I use giant microbes like as a gift to my wedding party. And I was wondering if there are other kind of like unique ways that you've seen giant microbes be used kind of outside of education. Yeah, I think that's a great example of, you know, people use giant microbes at parties or events, especially if someone is, you know, has a little connection with, you know, that topic. So we certainly have had them used at birthday parties and at, we have a few pet products. I don't think they're teaching their dogs necessarily about ticks or heartworm, but I think they like to see that their dog is playing with a heartworm and chewing on it. So, so gi giant microbes are certainly used as get well gifts and, and also as, I think as just kind of a feel good gift because as we said earlier in our discussion, something that's important for everyone to understand, I think, you know, I always talk to my friends about that microbes are not all bad, that, they're, you know, microbes are vital, that there are trillions of microbes living on you and inside of you. That's maybe not the best way to, you know, have a dinner conversation with my friends, but we have a lot of positive giant microbes. So we kind of try to promote that giant microbes can make you feel good. And I mean, at least our product. So I'm talking about white blood cell, antibody. We have caffeine molecule. 
So, you know, it's just another angle of the world of biology that the positive side of, of biology, as opposed to thinking of microbes as just being germs and just being dangerous, something you want to avoid. So I think a lot of, you know, more and more people are discovering giant microbes as, hey, these are kind of just a fun, feel good type of product connected to health and biology. And I think that especially young people, a lot of, you know, students are, are into giant microbes just as a kind of a fun collectible. Right. Yeah. So who else buys giant microbes? Do you find it mostly scientists or are you selling worldwide? Yeah. Yeah. I think you definitely have lay people buying giant microbes. I mean, but, you know, certainly it's the core audience are, you know, educators, students and scientists and healthcare professionals. We have you know pretty good distribution in Europe and now we're growing in Asia in Japan, in South Korea, Taiwan, and Australia. The, in North America is, you know, is our primary market, but we actually have distribution throughout Europe as well. So Germany, UK, France, Italy, Spain. On our website, we have little flags at the top. So you can order directly from Giant Microbes in several countries. And then we, we order for, in Europe, we ship the product locally. But yeah, Giant Microbes has a pretty good following. I think, I think that's the world of microbiology, right? There's no uh, nationalism when it comes to a microbe. Microbes travel pretty quickly <laughs> around the world. Yeah, <laughs> they are global. They are global. Yeah, I think in microbiology, just like, like, I can't think of a single element of life that microbiology does not touch in some way. So it really is just something that can reach every person in the world. And we hope that giant microbes can make, you know, a small impact on that and help give the opportunity for more people to learn about the world of microbiology. As I was saying, you know, I mean, I'm not a scientist. I only pretend I'm a scientist at work, but I think that we try to work with scientists and partner up with folks like you and people who are really in the field. Number one, to make sure we're getting it right, that we're spreading the facts. And then that we do it in, a, you know, in an entertaining and fun way. Another area that we're actually involved in is STDs. So we, we actually work with numerous STD organizations. That's just an example how these are you know, sometimes difficult topics to talk about, that there's certain stigma attached to talking about herpes or chlamydia. We actually have giant microbes that represent those uh, viruses and bacteria, and it gives people a chance to talk about um, sensitive topics just with a, you know, with a plush representation of the microbe. And so do you know what is the crowd favorite giant microbe? I assume this year COVID-19 was probably fairly popular, but what are a couple other favorites? <laughs> yes, that, that's a good question and a tough question. I think we have a lot of, a lot of crowd favorites. It depends a little bit on the audience. I mean, yes, we have people who like the bad, who like the bad guys. I mean, COVID-19 has been a very popular top item. And then we have the plague, you know, people who are, you know, continue on the, on the world of pandemics. We do have several plagues that we sell, but our Black Death is very popular. We have the flu and we have common cold, you know, and, you know, the whole down the line of regular family health topics. But I think those are some of the very popular ones, flu, common cold, Black Death. And then, and then we have people who prefer the positive side of biology. So we, we do really well with brain cell, red blood cell, antibody. You know, so I think those are uh, those are definitely crowd favorites for certain mm -hmm. people. And so how do you decide which microbes you're going to make next? What does that process look like? The number one way is, you know, really from our audience. I mean, that, I think that's one of the reasons Giant Microbes has done, has done well. You know, we try to listen to our customers and in terms of our branding and the educational. Some people say, hey, make it, you know, add some more educational content. So then we try to do that. We try to, you know, add as much educational content as, as our customers would like to see. 
but we, we get a lot of suggestions and great feedback from people who, who want to see the next giant microbes. So recently it was SARS. I mean, last year people said, hey, you know, that's great COVID-19, but people wanted to see SARS. We realized, oh, we didn't have smallpox a few years ago, like three, four years ago. So we came out with smallpox based on um, customers requesting it. Sometimes we do try to expand into another topic like like organs of the body so or molecules. So once we had a few molecules and people started asking us for a lot of different molecules, so we have a long list of hormones and uh, neurotransmitters that we hope to come out with in the next year or so. What else is next for giant microbes? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we have quite a few in the pipeline, but actually in the next few months, we are releasing MERS, which is uh, one of the sister coronaviruses, of course. MERS will be coming soon. We're doing endometriosis, which is an, an, an illness relating to the uterus. We're doing a, a few more lactobacillus. We, we actually have quite a few probiotic and yogurt products. Yep. Those are the ones I gave my uh, wedding party. Oh, you, you, you gave the yogurt? Oh, thank you. I gave the girls the probiotics and I gave the boys, I think, gut ailments. I think there was like E. coli. Yeah, and, yeah excellent. Yeah, it was like the little keychain packs. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, certainly when it comes to, you know, the world of microbes, I mean, people don't realize how important microbes are for bread and beer and yogurt. I'm a fan of yogurt, so I, I love to just read the different bacteria that are on, you know, now, now that they publish all the names of the bacteria on yogurt containers, which I find just amazing. Like, I never used to look at that, but now I'm studying all the different bacteria that are in yogurt. So we're coming out with a few more a few more yogurt items. Yeah. Um, and then we, we're doing some special editions of you know, some holiday microbes. We always do for the fourth quarter, we always do some Christmas ornaments and other holiday microbes. And also we're doing a vaccine for covid and we'll be coming out with a vaccine for flu. So, oh. so these are, you know, representations of a vaccine. So is this your first vaccine, giant micro? Kind of a different angle on it. Yes, exactly. I mean, we do have some vaccine packs that we sell, which are really just the microbe itself. Like we have a pack called MMR, which is just the sack of measles virus and mumps and rubella. But now we, we're launching the actual a vial basically that represents the COVID vaccine itself. We just got it in, I believe, so it's brand new. Oh, cool. So it's just kind of a, a vial of uh, messenger RNA in a bottle. Oh, that's so exciting. I can't wait for that one to come out. Yeah, so that's a good one. Of course, everyone should be excited about getting the real vaccine, but we, you know, we have a little memento of the COVID vaccine. The first time I think that vaccines have been right in the news every single day on the front page of the paper, incredible times that we're in. Yeah, it's crazy. So do you have anything else you'd like to share about your journey or Giant Microbes? Well, I mean, you know, just to thank you really for having Giant Microbes participate in, in the micro moment. And we hope that podcast listeners who have any thoughts or suggestions for Giant Microbes, we would love to hear from you. We would love, you know, shoot us an email, info at Giant Microbes, tell, tell us any feedback or any, any future uh, microbe that you would like to see represented as a Giant Microbes. Right. Yeah. And they can, you guys have a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Is that all at Giant Microbes? Yes. Yes, exactly. Hashtag Giant Microbes. We would love for people to check us out on Instagram. We have a lot of great fan photos and images of, uh, you know, of the fun side of Giant Microbes on Instagram and Facebook. On our website, if you're interested in uh, visiting our website, we would love to give you a discount for, for your listeners. So if anyone wants to use the code microbegal20d, you can put that in at, uh, at checkout and get a 20% discount. It's uh, your name, Microbi Gal, with a 20D at the end. Excellent. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes so anyone looking for it can find it there. So thank you so much, Andrew, for being on our show and talking to us about giant microbes. 
I've really learned a lot and I'm really excited for the vaccine giant microbe to come out. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Well, Microbial Nation, that's the end of our show. I hope you enjoyed hearing the giant microbes and Andrew Klein's micro moments and that you are as excited as I am for plush and, of course, the real COVID-19 vaccine. Again, if you'd like to get your own microbial friend, you can head on over to giantmicrobes.com and don't forget your Microbial's 20% discount code. That's Microbial20D. Again, that's M-I-C-R-O-B-I-G-A-L-2-0-D, all caps. And that information will also be found in the show notes. We hope you keep listening, and we hope you keep your giant microbes and your real microbes happy and healthy. Bye!